Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Man, I hope you're having a good day. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Uh, If you're sick, stay home. If somebody around you is sick, stay home. And watch sports on TV. We got Monday Night Football. Ben Roethlisberger's last game at home with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That should be interesting. We're... Uh, a week away from what's going to be an unbelievable Sunday. Last Sunday in the National Football League season. Got some NBA stuff to talk about. Got some college football to talk about. What a weekend. What, what a week. What a weekend. Um, I will tell you that uh, first I want to congratulate my, uh, my alma mater's football team, Oklahoma State. I, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as the best fan alum possible right like I when they lost to Baylor I have the perspective of where Oklahoma State football had been for a long time and just coming back against Notre Dame in a game that they fumbled twice deep in the red zone in the fourth quarter and still had the largest comeback in school history and Fiesta Bowl history put 39 in the Irish and it should have been 50 what a what a great weekend it was a really interesting weekend after some rather not interesting semifinal games. Although I think that lit, lit, uh, leads to more interest and more discussion. We'll get to some college football talk throughout the show. But the NFL yesterday was huh, great or terrible. Uh, all depends on your perspective. Michael Gallup's out for the year uh, as he tore an ACL, making an unbelievable touchdown reception. We got that to get to. Bruce Arians, of course, has that partially torn Achilles tendon, but there's more going on in in Tampa Bay than Bruce Arians' health or COVID protocols. This show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Next Sunday in Las Vegas, win or go home. Chargers, Raiders. What used to be no cow versus low cow, now it's no cow versus so cow. In Vegas, wow, what a game that's going to be. Uh, we'll talk some Derek Carr. We'll talk some Chargers a little later on in the show and definitely throughout the week. Let's get to this, though. Antonio Brown quits his job, right? That's what you see. Oh, I'm a epic quitting. He rage quit. He rage quit. There's so many different parts to it. Here's Bruce Arians with a reporter today in regards to what the heck happened. Can you fire a player if you won't? go because he's injured i don't know that he was did he did he say that he was or was there a dispute no. about that no he just refused to go in or can you tell us more about it not really i mean it ha- what happened is pretty obvious what happened so uh you know he left the field and that was it we had a conversation and he left the field yeah he didn't really give us that much in regards to the conversation, right? Like it was just, it was like he refused to go in the game, but there has to be more to it. It actually, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't actually care what is bothering you. Let's just be honest. Like all of this, your feelings and whether you, you feel like playing, or you feel like you're, 
Do you feel disenfranchised by the team or you feel your feelings are hurt because you ran the wrong route and you got you got yelled at or what, whatever the heck happened? It doesn't actually matter. Leaving the field, unacceptable. Taking off your jersey and pads, more unacceptable. Then the show you made about leaving the stadium, bro, you're done. Don't ever come back. This was, in fact, his last chance. This was it. You're like, well, no, I would pick. No, they're not. No, you're not. And this is the worst possible version of what is a major, what I believe is societal problem. Right? Societal problem. I I don't know if if Antonio Brown has early onset issues from CTE, um, but I I also realize that like, look, if you didn't see this coming, you simply weren't paying attention, right? I mean, in and my chronological order is is off. You tell me. Go back and remember why did the Pittsburgh Steelers get rid of Antonio Brown? Because he threw a fit with Ben Roethlisberger and didn't show up to work for the last weekend of the season when the Steelers, I believe, had a chance to make the playoffs. Do you guys remember that? Right. And then only the Raiders would sign him. And whether he was underwhelmed by the talent in Napa when he was training with the Raiders, whether it was all a ruse to try and get to another team, whatever it was, Dude froze, nearly froze off his feet in a cryo chamber, had issues with the NFL's uniform policy, had issues with the cleats that he was wearing. Everything was wrong. And then he goes, then they have to get rid of him. Right. Then he goes to New England and almost every day that he was a member of the Patriots, there was a story about something that he had done or someone he had done wrong. And so they get, they, they get rid of him. And when the Patriots get rid of you, it usually means you got one year left and then kaput. Brady obviously feels to be the exception to that. And what has happened to Antonio Brown? Well, it's been one year left and now he's kind of kaput. The guy's alleged to have thrown furniture out of his apartment in Miami and nearly hit a kid down below the pool. Like the, the guy stiffs chefs, has blowups with his baby mama. You name it. There's something with Antonio Brown. So let's stop saying, well, you might, maybe he needs mental health or maybe he's just a jerk that we've, we've helped foster the growth of his alter ego becoming his ego. But all of this, this relates like what he's done and his behavior alone could very well spell doom for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember they lost, they lost, Chris Godwin for the year. They need a talented wide receiver. Antonio Brown can still absolutely physically play, but you can't keep him on the team. You got to get rid of him. You can't. And because they were counting on him, because Brady said, I got it. I can handle it. I can count on him. I can manage it. You can't manage that. But that is ultimate selfish behavior from Antonio Brown, just like Kirk Cousins. Just like Kirk Cousins. You're like, how does that, how, I don't understand. Kirk Cousins is not insane. He does not throw things off a balcony. He does not. You're right. But we told you about being vaccinated. 
And I don't know if Kirk Cousins, as vaccinated, would have contracted COVID and been cleared to play in time. But I know there was no chance of him being cleared to play in time because he contracted COVID. And so what happens? Mike Zimmer might be out of a job. The team had no shot to beat the Green Bay Packers. None. None. Because that position is one where the whole team depends on you. And you have to do everything in your power to get ready every weekend. That's why you can't go out. That's why you have to say the right things in the media. You have to be a uniter, not a divider. Cousins failed his team as well. I, I just, I feel like for Tampa, it's you make a deal with the devil. Don't be surprised when you get burned. Or the expression I've heard is if you sleep with dogs, don't be surprised when you get fleas. But there is a, at least a portion of the selfish behavior. And we've seen it time and again from wide receivers, but is pervasive now, not only in all of sports, but in football, the ultimate team sport where guys are simply worried about themselves and not the team and the team needs you. And at the most important time, you're either no longer with the team, Antonio Brown, or can't be with the team, Kirk Cousins. And this is what happens. This is the, this is the real stuff. Like if you want me to, to blow smoke, if you want me to tell you, that's fine. If you want me to go, Hey, listen, you know, we gave a pass to Simone Biles when she had a mental health and we're not giving a pass to Antonio Brown when he's clearly got mental health issues. If you want that kind of radio show, fine, go for it. Not here. The reality is Tampa was the only place that he could go. And here's how divisive Antonio Brown is and how right people are about worrying about erratic behaviors. Russell Wilson wanted to sign Antonio Brown. Russell Wilson reached out to Antonio Brown. They worked out together during COVID stuff and when he was without a team. Like, all of this stuff did, in fact, happen. And Russell Wilson was pissed that Seattle was like, we can't take him. That's why you can't take him. That's why. It's the, why, is Terrell Owens, why was Terrell Owens out of a job for 10 years despite the fact that he looked like and probably still could play in the NFL? It's because of all the other, like, you can't, you can't manage that. You just can't. You can't manage that ego. You can't manage that selfishness. You can't, like, that's just, and people, and and football guys, they'll use the term, you know, he's distraction, he's a distraction. It's just, that you they suck up all of the oxygen in the room and keep it to themselves, and it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Here's Tom Brady after the game about Antonio Brown. It's um, obviously a, a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want, you know, him to, you know, just think everybody should find, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. You know, we want to see him be at his best. And, you know, unfortunately, it won't be with our team. But, you know, we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And, Again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their, your friends and your teammates, and they go beyond the field. And, you know, I think everyone should should be very compassionate and empathetic toward, you know, um, some very difficult things that are happening. Yeah, sorry, not empathetic. Not, I don't care. I don't. I, I don't. You, you sign up to play football, to play with the greatest quarterback of all time, with, with, with listen, here's the deal, dude. You used a fake vax card. You got suspended. We stood by you. Like, 
you, you got the whole rest of the year to do whatever you want to do. All we need you to do is show up on Sundays, show up to work every day, punch the card, okay, catch the football, run the routes, do the thing. We got a chance to win a Super Bowl, and then you can worry about all the other stuff in your life. Like, and and by the way, if I'm Brady's just a he's a better dude and a, a better spokesman than me, because Antonio Brown just screwed him. There's another word for what he did, but it's not appropriate for any sort of broadcast. That's what he did to him. Because you and by the way, Tom Brady, how how good was that last touchdown pass? But at some point, you are going to need a guy to get open. And Antonio Brown was that guy to get open and to make a play. And for whatever reason, he pulled the ripcord and imploded right before everybody else's eyes. That was embar- That's embarrassing to the sport. That's embarrassing to Brady. That's embarrassing to the Buccaneers. It's embarrassing to anybody who stood up and goes, yeah, Antonio Brown deserves it. No, he doesn't. What an awful display of selfish behavior. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I got a really good question here. This is a, this is a good one. Okay, Barry says, uh, hey, Doug, why are you whining about Cousins not being vaxxed? Carson Wentz wasn't vaxxed, but Devontae Adams was vaxxed. Adams missed a game. Was that selfish? Wentz cleared protocol and played yesterday. Unreasonable rules keep these players uh, 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 from not playing, being vaxxed or not. Uh, Barry, I don't think the rules are unreasonable. I, I think that this, is a, this is our biggest issue. This is our country's issue. We need to step away from social media and whatever media is, whatever you're thinking. And, and that's talking about you, 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 you. It's not, it's not your fault. I don't think it's Antonio, but I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's all of our fault collectively. We are the most selfish nation going. That's it. That's what this is all about. All of it. Opting out college football games, Tony, vaccine. the vaccine thing is that all, that's all it's about. It's all it's about. Look, you, you had a chance or still have a chance okay, to help everybody out by simply doing something that, honestly, you've done your whole life, right? Before Jenny McCarthy started pitching this whole childhood vaccines lead to autism thing, which has been dispelled 15 times over and humiliated her. She's not a doctor immunologist. She doesn't know what she was talking about yet because, because she was hot when we were kids, right? We listened to her. And she was a mom and she had an autistic child. We listened to her. That's what happened. Before that, no one said anything about vaccines. They didn't. Right? Measles, mumps, rubellum, smallpox. Like all these, all these different th- things out there like p- polio. No, no one's ever asked themselves like, why do I have to get a tetanus shot before I go to college? Like, nobody. You're like, I, I don't want to get tetanus. How many people get tetanus? How pervasive is tetanus? Do I really need this tetanus shot? I'm like, no. You know why? Because doctors have studied this st- stuff through the years, and they're like, you know what? This is the best thing for everybody. So you do it. And it's the same thing, with, and COVID is a global pandemic. So first of all, to the rules and how they've changed or whatever, I, I'll grant you. Like, 
they they changed midstream mid, because new disease, new variants, things are evolving, and as they get more data, they adjust. That's what smart people do. Smart people do. That's what reasonable people do. the The point is about cousins. Everyone knew in sports. Everyone, everyone. That forget about global pandemic and everything. If you you want to put yourself in the best possible situation to have an entire season, the smartest thing to do, the best, the the sacrifice you had to make was go get a vaccine, which, oh yeah, by the way, protects you and your family as well. Is it the end all be all? Does it stop the thing in its tracks? Like, no, that doesn't exist. You can't do that on the fly. It takes years upon years of research. This is the best we can do in short order. That's what the president at the time and since has said, right? So you can tell me these rules are arbitrary or unfair or they change whatever. Like, look, Kirk Cousins knew you're the leader of a football team. If you want to track teams that have been good, teams that have been bad, okay? You know what the number one determinant is? Huddle in here real quick. Ready? You ready for it? Is your quarterback healthy? Go, go and look. Team has quarterback go down. Doesn't, man, doesn't mean matter the quarterback's all that good. Because the, even the good ones have bad days. The, the, the great ones have less bad days, right? Like Aaron Rodgers had one bad day this year. One. One really bad day. And then he wasn't there, and they lo- that's, there's their losses right there, right? The one really bad day, uh, and then, of course, they lost to Minnesota, too. And the defense wasn't particularly good. So, but, and they've had, they've had other injuries. They've had some other COVID issues as well. But if you want to track what teams succeed, what teams fail, it's, is their starting quarterback, their QB1, healthy? If he's healthy it, you, yeah, for the entire season, they're almost always a 500 team or better. Almost always. So, if you're, you know this going in, and this is the whole, every coach Every agent, every friend, they will all tell you, like, have you, and and this is what you teach kids, right? It's what I teach kids about school. Like, I don't actually care if you get an A or a B. I prefer you not get C's, but I prefer you not get C's because if you got a C, it generally tells me that you didn't do everything in your power to do the best you possibly could. Right, that's that. That's the whole process over result. If you just really cut it down, you go like, what, "What's if you just have you done everything in your power? If you studied for every test, if you showed up to every class, if you took notes, if you did your homework, you didn't have to do it right. You just did your homework. You're probably going to get a B. Right, you you earn a D or an F. You just do. Everyone knows it in school because you're saying, "I don't really care." Or I don't like this subject matter or teacher so much. I'm going to do everything. Because you have to try to get that bad a grade. You do. And in sports, it's much the same thing. Like, I know Kirk Cousins isn't perfect. I think he's better than the common perception. I don't think he's as good as either the contract or the $45 million he's owed next year. I don't, you know, right? I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think he's a good, solid, you know, B-minus quarterback. He's better than you think. He's not as good as you need to be to win big. You want a playoff game in New Orleans? 
played well. He's cost them some big games with some shaky performances in prime time before. Like that, that's the Kirk Cousins experience. But did you do everything you could? The answer is no. And he might have might cost Mike Zimmer his job, and he cost the Vikings their season yet last night. They had no chance with Sean Mannion. None. Everybody knows it. I'm just the one saying it. Um, speaking of it, did you um, did you guys see this stat from Aaron Rodgers? Byer, have you seen? And Dan Byer is. I'm not. Uh, uh, Dan Byer actually took the day off because he knew it would be Aaron Rodgers' uh, gab fest. Did you guys know that? That's 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 that's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Schedule day off. But over the last two years, this is crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Over the last two years, Aaron Rodgers has not thrown an interception against a an NFC North opponent. Not one. Can you believe that? Not thrown an interception. Did you see the stat, Jay Stu, when I was when when you're prepping for the show? Thirty six touchdowns, no interceptions against divisional opponents in the last two years. I did. I caught that, and I had to like look twice at it. It it, it doesn't even seem right. Thirty six TDs, zero INTs. I yes. think his record during that time is uh, nine and two. Right, because the number you know number one determinant is are you healthy. The number two determinant is did you turn the football over. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. By the way, uh, two hundred twenty five consecutive pass attempts without an interception. That is uh, far and away first in the national consecutive pass attempts without interception is far and away first in the National Football League. Right. And he makes some wild plays as well. It's not like he's checked down Charlie like Alex Smith used to be with the Kansas City Chiefs. He will throw some balls into tight coverage, especially to, to Devontae Adams. But his ability to not turn the football over against divisional opponents and still throw touchdown passes is nothing short of remarkable. Tom Brady just won a game with without Antonio Brown throws a and there was a fit on the sideline, and, and and I don't know what the Jets are doing. All they got to do is kick a field goal, protect themselves. They go for it on fourth down. But uh, I'm, Tom Brady's awesome. No, I I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, we will uh, be seeing likely the final home game for Ben Roethlisberger tonight as uh, Week 17 concludes with Monday Night Football. The Steelers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Kickoff will be at 8.15 Eastern time. Dallas wide receiver Michael Gallup, as had been reported, did suffer a torn ACL, but it appears to be a clean tear, uh, which ACLs I know are uh, right there for you, uh, but a clean tear should facilitate a speedier rehab and recovery. No other what, what a What a catch, by the way. What an amazing catch. But if you if you saw it immediately, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the leg. Ooh, that's. But he held on to the football despite being in severe pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle linebacker Bobby Wagner sprains his MCL and PCL in the knee, so he'll sit out week 18, probably ending his time with the Seahawks, but we will see what the uh, offseason brings. Uh, Houston Rockets suspending Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood for tonight's game after, uh, well, they quit on the team on Saturday. Uh, that said, they're both on the road with the team, but they will be sitting tonight. Uh, Kyrie Irving expected to make his season debut with Brooklyn Wednesday at Indiana. And the latest NCAA men's basketball rankings, Baylor number one, followed by Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, and I guess it's a UCLA basketball team. They haven't played in like three years, but 
they are ranked at number five. Uh, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. As we send it back now, it is the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Trade. It's interesting because, you know, Brady handled it so well after the game. If I were him, I would be livid. He probably was livid, but, you know, Tom uh, Tom Brady can, man, he put on the smiley face. He's like, look, we all need to be empathetic and sympathetic. But the guy that he swore by just imploded. And remember, it's not the first time, right, when he got cut by the Patriots because every day was a new off-the-field issue with Antonio Brown, he went after the owner and Robert Kraft and what Robert Kraft had going on in the massage parlor, right? Like, dude, what are you doing? Greg Allman covers the Buccaneers for The Athletic. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I wish I could say I didn't see it coming, but we all kind of saw it coming. Um, okay, so help me out. Arian said they had a conversation before he imploded. Uh, that he, he was supposed to go in the game and he didn't want to go in the game. But what was the actual nature of that conversation? Yeah, Bruce Arians doesn't want to say. Um, and he says that everything should be pretty obvious, which it definitely isn't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all he'll say is that he didn't know that Brown was dealing with an injury or if Brown was dealing with an injury and, and that whatever he said, he doesn't know what set him off. And we ought to check with Antonio about that because he has no clue. So not a lot of answers from Bruce Arians today. Um, Tom Brady, you know, was empathetic and sympathetic and calm, but there has to be at least a portion of him, which is livid because he swore by this guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this all started with Tom Brady vouching for him and openly lobbying for him. You know, Bruce Arians, you know, you go back to March of 2020 and Bruce on the record on national radio shows saying he's not a match. It's not going to happen too much diva. And then, you know, Mike Evans gets hurt. Chris Godwin gets hurt. There's kind of a functional need to have a solid number three to give Tom Brady another weapon for the for you know the long haul there, and they bring in Antonio Brown. And, and then last year it seemed like things worked out well. They won a Super Bowl. He got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And AB, to his credit, had kind of done and said all the right things. But to bring him back for another year, it definitely seemed like one of those situations where you could kind of walk away from the table with with you know. Having not lost money, if you want to make the casino gambling parallel, sure, sure. and obviously things didn't work out very well with year two here. I mean, yeah, to get yeah. this far, to have a vaccination scandal and a fake vaccine card and all that kind of stuff, and then honestly to have the Bucks stick very loyal to him through that and have this happen, it, it's kind of the the thing you were worried would happen when you stick with someone like Antonio Brown. Um, okay, so let's let's get to what's really important: uh, the playoffs. <laughs> Right? I mean, yeah. he's not there. They don't have Godwin. They are expected to get just about everybody else back, right? They're gonna Fournette's gonna be back for the playoffs. Is that is that fair to say? I think that's certainly the expectation. I mean, Leonard Fournette, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre Paul, those are all guys they don't have right now, but but guys that they hope to have, you know, a week from this weekend when the playoffs start for him. Okay, so what about weapons for Tom Brady? He's gonna have Gronk, he's he's gonna have uh Mike Evans. Is that and he's going to have? We think Fournette and whatever's left in that backfield. Is that enough? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, depth at receiver was probably what this team's biggest strength was. It was a draw for why Brady came here. Um, to have no Godwin, to have no Antonio Brown, 
you know, now if you have a team that has a really good shutdown corner that can take Mike Evans away, you're looking at Tyler Johnson and, and Cyril Grayson. I mean, Cyril Grayson has had a great two games, but nine days ago he had two career catches. So it would be a lot to, to really trust him to be your wide receiver two in the playoffs. They, they definitely are going to have to count on a lot of young guys that haven't been in these situations that, that Brady's just going to have to build a rapport and a trust with in a short amount of time. Um, okay, what, what about uh, the Brady-Arians relationship? Does any of it become strained because of this? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, Bruce, it would be silly to think that it was only Brady that had believed in Antonio Brown. I mean, Bruce Arians has talked about, you know, what a changed person he was, uh, how proud he was of all the things he had done. You know, I mean, he didn't immediately say that he was bringing him back after the suspension, but it kind of felt from the start like if you were going to cut the guy for his suspension, you would have just done it when he got suspended. So I always felt like that was just a tactic to kind of kick the can down the road for three weeks and hope that people weren't going to still ask about Antonio Brown when he came back from his suspension. And, and Bruce, again, was, was fairly you know dismissive of any criticism of himself or the Bucks for keeping A.B. Very loyal to this guy up until the very end where he said he was off the team. But until you got that last strike against him, I thought he really had sucked by Antonio Brown more than most people would have. Well, I mean, have, have you you've done this? This is not your first rodeo. Have you ever seen anything <laughs> like this? Not not in a single day. Yesterday, you had two starting cornerbacks that missed the start of the game because their private plane was delayed by their pilot getting COVID that morning, and they took a police escort and got there. You know, one possession into the game. So you had the late arrival, and then you obviously had the, the early departure with Antonio Brown. So, no, it was definitely uh, wild. And then on top of that, the Bucks, you know, down 14 with a minute left in the third quarter, rally back and go 93 yards in the last two minutes and, and pull out a win they really shouldn't have had. Yeah, was was New York trying to win that game? I, why are they going for it on fourth down when you kick the field goal, take the seven point? Like, I don't... I, I mean, well, I get... I get that they go for it. I mean, if you if you get that fourth down, if you convert on fourth, you win the game. Seven, you win the you game. win the game. That's yes. the one way you keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, even more than a field goal, because a field goal he can still go down the field and tie it. So if you get that, they're out of timeouts, two minutes left. You can pretty much run out the game. But I don't necessarily like Zach Wilson on a QB sneak on fourth and two. That that part I didn't understand or, or agree with at all. <laughs> I was like, what are you? What are you doing? Plus, the kid's been hurt this year, and he's only. I, mean, I just. That one is a is a head scratcher. Okay, in terms of matchups, right? Because it does come down to matchups. Um, like, it, is it is it Green Bay a collision course? Like, what what is the matchup that they 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 most fear or they don't want to see? Is it the cold of Green Bay and the motivation over what happened last year? Yeah, I would tell you that if they get to the point where they're playing Green Bay, things are going very well for them. Because right now, that would probably be NFC Championship game. Um, you know, right now they're going to probably have the Eagles or the Niners in the first round. You know, they beat the Eagles pretty handily uh, in Philly. I think the Eagles are, are a much better team than they were in October when the Bucks got them. But that's a good matchup. The Niners, you know, have certainly come on and been a better team. Um, so that would be a challenge for them at home. That doesn't hurt too much. And then second round, I mean, they're looking at going, you know, potentially to Dallas, who they beat in the opener, but that would be tough. Um, you know, they could be going to the Rams who beat them solidly in Los Angeles in September. So there's not, there's not easy matchups. Um, you know, I think their, their best scenario is that the Niners beat the Rams again on Sunday and the Bucks are able to beat Carolina and the Bucks get the second seed. And that gives them kind of home field, at least until the NFC championship game, assuming that's green Bay there. 
Well, if nothing else, we know it'll be entertaining with the defending Super Bowl <laughs> champions. I I love I love the two quarterbacks be like, uh, hey, uh, can you hurry up? I got I got to get to this game, and the game had already started. Like that that's an amazing, an amazing story. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Happy New Year to you. Safe travels, and thanks for being our guest. Hey, thanks again. You guys take care. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Now, uh, what we do every day this time is we play a game. What we will substitute or hybridize today is not just Ralph Irvin um, in for Dan Beyer. It's also both my son Hayes and I. Hayes is uh, uh, home for the holidays still today. Okay, My son Hayes and I will perform a game. It's game time. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, Ralph, what's the game today? Today's game is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. And so we will break it down. You talked about it already as you went to break. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. The Raiders-Chargers game is going to be in prime time. It's a loser-leave-town match. Winner go home on the Strip in Vegas. Big deal, little deal, no deal. This is a big deal game. So if the Chargers win or tie, then they're in the playoffs. If the Raiders win, then they're in the playoffs, most likely. But why is it a big deal? Because both the teams want to go to the playoffs, obviously. Well, I, I that and I think if you if you think about the Raiders season, right? Henry Ruggs, John Gruden, you know they've had other guys they've drafted. They've had it. I mean, they've had so many things work against them to have the opportunity at home in a huge game. It, it becomes like a de facto playoff game. And then for the Chargers, who I mean, they got to be kicking themselves over the Texans debacle or some of these other debacles. They absolutely and they've already beaten the Raiders badly at home. To have to now play to win to to get in the playoffs where they I mean they've shown they can beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They're a quality football team capable of maybe going to the Super Bowl to be in this position. Now we find out what Justin Herbert is really made of. Right? Is anybody can do it when te- when the games don't matter? What can you do when the games do matter? I think it's going to be fascinating for the Chargers, who I think are at a talent advantage heading into the game. All right. Next up. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, the Oklahoma State Cowboys with the largest comeback in team history, winning the Fiesta Bowl 37-35 over Notre Dame. I'll take this one first, Hayes. Um, that's a huge deal. It's it's not just a huge deal. Like I understand Notre Dame didn't have a couple of their best players. But uh, this is a team that's been that's dominated with their defense to have to have Spencer Sanders in their offense lead them back more than anything. Uh, yeah, I, I thought my Gundy nailed it in the postgame, right? Like, Notre Dame football to beat Notre Dame, Texas, and whatever you think of Texas doesn't matter in terms of how much they spend on football, the history of that program, the history in recruiting. To beat Texas at Texas, to beat Oklahoma, to beat Baylor uh, once this year, losing the championship game, and then bounce back after losing your defensive coordinator, losing that Big 12 championship game by six inches, and beat Notre Dame in the greatest comeback in school history, I, 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 that's a big deal for the program. I also think it's a big deal because both of those teams are – Really good teams, top 10, in my opinion. And I just feel like 
That's like a really good comeback. I, I watched a lot of the game. You didn't watch any of the game. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I did. I you did were, watch You were on the Oculus the whole time. You're playing Oculus. Uh, I was, I was watching I'm like, dude, game. you got to come watch this game. I'm on Oculus. I'm playing basketball on Oculus. No, I was watching the game. Okay, okay. Well, go, go ahead, Ralph. He was looking at a, at a uh, AI view from, from on the field of the game. You can, you, you, yeah, you can. You can actually. He was not, but you can actually. <laughs> uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal. Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral left the Sugar Bowl with a sprained ankle and did not return. I, I, I think this is the, the, small, the most gigantic mountain made out of a molehill, right? Because it's a guy who, you know, he came out and said, hey, man, I want to play for my team, which is, I believe, the right thing to do. And he rolls his ankle and people act like his leg fell off. He's had two two ACL tears previously. Um, it was a scary moment, no question. But he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. He'll have we we think a professional career, hopefully a really good one. But what we do is we we want to hyper focus on one kid and make that the statement when there's what was it forty two bowl games, right? How many guys got hurt like that? I just I I think this is a very little deal. I'm I'm very happy that he's okay. Uh, what's next? All right. After clinching a playoff berth, Bill Belichick has now tied Don Shula for the most postseason appearances at, for an NFL head coach at 19. Well, it's it's a big deal, um, n- not just because of the playoff appearances and the longevity, but the bounce back from last year with the eight opt-outs, losing Brady, Brady winning the Super Bowl, and then to do it with a rookie quarterback, especially after the last two weeks it looked dicey, I, I think that's a big deal. What's next? Uh, next up would be uh, the Rams bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller. How big of factors were those in the team's comeback versus the Ravens, but also in potentially winning the NFC West? I feel like that was like a big little deal because, I mean, I feel like the Rams, they already clinched the, in the playoffs, right? They're already in the playoffs because, yes. But that uh, OBJ catching the big go-ahead touchdown for the comeback win and Vaughn Miller getting the big sack against the Ravens' final drive. That was pretty big, and that was good for the Rams. Yeah, no, listen, it, it – I mean, it's it's a little deal. I think finding a role for Odell Beckham Jr. opposite Cooper Cup has been big, and he's obviously bought into it. And it he does win the proverbial social media battle against Baker Mayfield, couldn't get him the ball. Um, look, I mean, they, they, they were able to – move mountains to get Von Miller and probably overspend to get Von Miller. But they didn't put this thing together to just get to the playoffs. They got it to win in the playoffs. And that, we still don't know. One more real quick. One more real quick. It might be Ben Roethlisberger's final game tonight at Heinz Field. Big deal. Big Ben. He's been playing for how many seasons? 17? Long, long time. Long time. Long time. This is his last home game at Heinz Field against the Browns. Yep. And well, I'm going to say it's a smaller deal. Little deal, only because we all knew it would happen. All right, that's Hayes Gottlieb, and that's game time. All right, coming up next, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet said something which has set the social media world ablaze. 